Welcome back to Soccer Cards United for episode 89. Uh, this is the Soccer Card Podcast, now just one away uh, from episode 90. Uh, another milestone. Uh, we hit a milestone every 10 episodes. We hit milestones with great regularity. I'm Jason, and uh, I'm one of the hosts, and the other host is called Enzo. Enzo, hello. Hello, Jason. Um, now, people may notice that we've got virtual backgrounds on today. We we decided to be a bit fun today. Yeah. I say, yeah. you're not going to be here for that milestone. That's right. There you go. Yeah, we've you, won't a, be, a, you won't be hitting this one. Special guest co-host. Um, be my first ever time missing a show. I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, you were you were running around like um, Inaki Williams, but you you've you've dropped the ball. Yeah, I've taken an injury, taken a big injury. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get surgery, the equivalent of podcast surgery. Um, people may notice that I I have a nice picture there behind me. I'm uh, broadcasting from Prague in the Czech Republic. Is that Prague in the background? That's Prague. That's Prague Castle there you see in the background. Oh, Prague Castle, so fancy. So um. That's that's been good. Um, I I was trying to look for some uh, sport zoo, uh, Czech. Uh, well, I think actually maybe the company Slovakian, but um, sports cards. But I don't know where where they where they stock them. I know they're 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 for sale. I can get them on the website, but I don't know if they'll deliver them to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to pick them up because you can get some uh, Adam Holjek rookies, and just be cool to just see some other uh, sports cards. Yeah, no, that is cool. Mm. I don't know where you can get them. So if there's any any listeners that have been to Prague and bought sports uh sports cards, where can I where can I get those? It's a very specific uh, request. Yeah, I was watching a bit of ice hockey the other day. The World Championships were on, and uh, I was doing a tour, and the tour guide said, uh, "Now tonight there will be a lot of festivities around here." And I was like, "Oh, Champions League final." And he was like, "Because in the hockey," and I was like, "Wait, what?" Um, <laughs> in the ice hockey. Uh, Canada and Czech Republic are playing in the semi-finals of the World Championships. And oh. uh, I watched it and uh, apparently Czech Republic had a really good team, but it didn't look like that to me because Canada did a number on them. Smashed them. Smashed so did you, did you not see the Champions League final? No, that was finished and all by the time the Champions League final was on. Oh, great. So then I sat and watched the Champions League final, which of course we're going to talk about later on. How are you, Enzo? I'm doing very well. Good. I'm holding it down in, in in Ireland. We got lots of boxes and things in. I got lots of orders back out. We're almost yeah. we almost have Pearl in hand. That's expected this week. Um if people haven't been to soccercardunited.com we in a little up. while, there's a lot of stuff there. And there's more stuff coming in the next week. Yeah. So it's it's a good time to get on that mailing list if you're not on the mailing list. Mm, very good. Time. And there's also been a couple of little design touches made by Enzo to the website. So I've been, I've been, I seen you started a blog and just did it once. I, I forgot that I, I did. Yeah, that's right. We have a, I forgot I was one behind. Yeah. So I have to do two today. Yeah. You better get on that. Um. Don't, don't add something to the status bar of my site and then just let it flop. I know. There's no, no, de- no dead weight on soccerunited.com. Oh no, no. Not even Panini foot sticker boxes. <laughs> um. So which are still available, by the way. So, Camavinga just won the chance. Camavinga, I know Camavinga. That's what I keep. Te- I keep going up to random strangers and shouting Camavinga, and uh, they don't Nothing. buy the sticker boxes. Not nothing no. off them at all. They don't. But care. surely the, the the Champions League stickers from 2019-20 with the Haaland. No, can I actually say I got an offer on the of fifty Chrome Camavinga on eBay. Oh. Uh, and I was offered one hundred and twenty euro. <laughs> now it's it, it's an SGC eight. It was scratched to bits and has bad centering. Okay. Okay. I counted. I counted. I didn't accept that. And then the person didn't come back. I just counted recently. I have hope. Is this Wait. on? 
This is on the new eBay, is it? No, no, it was already listed on my old. It was real confusing. I got like an email because my my phone is now Soccer United eBay. It's not um, right. Yeah, yeah. My eBay, so I had to like go log into my eBay again and see what was going on. I seen that I had oh, you know, you know the messy auto we have. Mm-hmm. I for some reason had like automatic rejections way too high, <laughs> and I seen that someone offered three and a half grand for it. Oh, but it was automatically rejected, and I said. That's literally that was the price we, I was looking for. We would have loved that. That's the target price. <laughs> no, I had the fucking. I, 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 then I changed the price and I, I, there's like fifty watchers on it and people start sending me uh, messages just saying like, "Will you trade?" And I'm like, "I don't know how to do a trade. Like eBay's dodgy enough. I can't trade." No, I don't want to do a trade. Um, but yeah, look, the, it's that. it's a World Cup year. I think on on uh, Wednesday, uh, Argentina oh, yeah. and Italy are playing at the uh, Stadio Diego Maradona. Nope. Maradona. No, it's in Rome. Wembley. Wembley. It's in Wembley. It's in fucking Wembley. I almost booked a ticket yesterday, but I decided I'm just going to go to the living room. Isn't it's that in mad? Wembley. Isn't that mad? When are you back from Prague? Friday. Nah. I can't believe it. It's, it's, it's taken me aback now that it's in Wembley. Yeah. It's in because fucking I, Wembley. I, I there, like... there was a friendly that was in the, the Diego Bar- That was ages ago. It was a friendly. But was that between Boca Juniors <clears throat> and Barcelona? No, no, I think Argentina and Italy played each other one, one time. Oh, you mean ages and ages ago? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Not in the aftermath of... No, no, no. Oh, no, because, yeah, because... Uh, After the death. And Boca Juniors played, and that was in... That was, like, a uh, match, but it was in, like, Saudi Arabia or something. Listen, I don't know about that game. I don't know where you've seen that. That was but... a real game that happened. <laughs> okay. But, no, no, Wembley. Isn't that shocking? I hate that. Why do you hate it? Because what does Wembley have to do with it? It's a nice stadium. It's a neutral round. It's it's a cup final, like it's a super cup. Oh, it's a FIFA sanctioned super cup, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the winners of the Euros versus the winners of Cup America. And like it's there's an, a, there's it's a, a trophy, thing, the finalissima. The, the finalissima, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go. I got excited, and then I just said, "Oh, the effort, effort to London." I said, "Not yeah. again." Not again. We are going back to London, though. No, I know, but that's why I was like, I can't do it again. Yeah, you can't just keep going back and forth. We have to get I you can. an apartment over there. I said it would be really nice to just go into town, Italian jersey on with my good friend Francesca, and then yeah. Just, just check out the festivities it's kind of weird because it's a game that's never happened before so it's like yeah. I, mean, I think it happened years and years like way back in the day they used right, to do right, it right 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 but it's like it's it's such a big game and I didn't even know what was happening do you know what I mean and you didn't even know it was in Wembley so it's like really weird I just assumed it was a Maradona thing I don't know why no 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 we won we won the European Championship Jason no I know but I think I I'll it was kind of but it was kind of triggered by Maradona no like it was like Maradona's, not, Maradona's the reason they won the Cup of America maybe I don't know. I'm confused. Anyway. It was triggered by Roberto Mancini's uh, Hugo Boss custom yeah. uh, jackets. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that's, I'll watch that then. Uh, if I can find out what what Czech TV channel it's on. I'll probably have to watch I still, hockey instead. I wanted to go, but it's Wednesday. Like I just got back from the States, and I'm just like... <sighs> no, it should be like... No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, okay, so let's go on to Hobby HQ. This is the part where the show where we talk about the hobby. I briefly forgot we were podcasting there. Um, <laughs> That's why it's good. The background, you didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, Are you so, enjoying Prague? I didn't even ask. Yeah, it's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yeah. Um, it's great. No, I, the beer is super cheap. That's um, dangerous. Because apparently in the 70s, uh, they, lowered the, they like artificially lowered the price of beer because the population were very close to openly revolting against the government. So they lowered the price of beer and said, look, just drink and stop complaining. Yeah, fair. Um, 
and then uh, I've had some traditional Czech food, um, which has been kind of interesting. It's a lot of like uh, these things. Don't they call them dumplings? But they're not like they're not like Chinese dumplings, and um, they're kind of just like little kind of potato cakey kind of things. Okay. Um, some sauerkraut, some various meats. It's been interesting. It's been interesting. Would you, would you go back? I know that you're still there, but would you go back? I think I I will I will come back. Okay. I have a few days left, but I, I will uh, come back for sure. So. Okay. Um, and I didn't, it's like, it was kind of, I was thinking like, oh, is there anything I can do hobby related here? Like, but it, I I checked the analytics and we don't have any listeners in the Czech Republic. You checked? I checked. <laughs> so we think this week is Champions League Chrome Week. Um, we're, it's That's what's scheduled for the end yeah, of this week. Yeah, it was week. Champions League Chrome Week last week in Italy, Jason, based on what I've seen. Yeah. The box looks nice. I'll say that. The box looks very interesting. Kind of like almost like a tie-dye. Yeah, kind of yellow. Uh, box. Uh, in Spain as well, they have, I saw a few of the Chromos accounts were uh, posting about, they had Chrome in hand. Given all this. Yeah, I'm like, how are they getting it? What are they doing? Back yeah, channels. Um, So, um, we're not getting it that early. No, we're an island. We got to talk, we're an island. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, So, we got, we got Chrome, Chrome Light. Uh, prices for Chrome Light I think are around $130 uh, on US eBay at the minute obviously they'd be more expensive if you're buying it from uh, from the EU mm. um, then we have Chrome which we expect to be hopefully no more than what last year's Chrome was that was expensive last that year that was expensive last year um, and I think we talked about it on the show last week I'm excited for Chrome Light just because you can kind of get in and have a look around um, without having to you know <laughs> 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 opening the box sweating like I think, please don't tell me it's Danny Carvajal please I, it's always Danny Carvajal but he's a champion so he was very good the other night as well wasn't he he was very good but um, I, I think there's autographs in like like I think it's a guaranteed per box I don't know if it's per box but I think it is oh I don't know and then Blasters haven't been fully announced yet I don't think but you'd expect a month later they'd probably be a retail configuration maybe hard to know I'm confused about the autograph situation in light as well because I need to do more thorough research on that because because it says on the on the Chrome box it says look for an autograph in every box yeah 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 but it doesn't I don't think it says that on the Chrome light box I think it does is the thing that confused me right so I mean, got do, you know a... what it, do you know what it might have been it might have been someone who was pre-selling it had taken the Chrome description yes. and, and pasted it in I think I think what happened was on the Chrome box it said, and of course this could just be solved by a quick Jeez. Google before the show, but I, I didn't do that. So no, um, I'm googling right now. I'm just. Um... I'll talk while you Google. So the Chrome box I think said look for a autograph in every box, but then the Chrome Light box said hunt for autographs. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you have to hunt. It's out there, but you're not going to find them very easily. You have to kind of go through go through some boxes and have a look. Um, and so you're, you're, for the audio listeners, you're, you're grimacing. Yeah, hobby hobby box hits one autograph card. That's hobby box. Yeah, what about light? Oh, this is how you get confused. Yeah, doesn't say nothing about no autographs here. Hmm. But no, I don't know. Because <laughs> there is like the, like I remember the blasters. You get four autographs. Of one blast. There's gonna be <laughs> blasters in this. There's gonna be autographs in this. I mean, 
Okay, yeah. one chrome autograph per hobby box. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's, that's no that's problem. That's fine, right. We've established that that has been... Okay. Look for chrome autographs falling one per hobby box. That's hobby box again. What are they telling me about that? They just keep telling you about that. That's to the, that's the distract you. That's, that's like, the trick. Yeah, the trick is one per hobby box. You don't realize that light... You think it's a hobby box of Topps Chrome Light. It's not. Listen. It's a light box of Topps Chrome Hobby. It's confusing, but I'm seeing I'm seeing on the, the artwork here an Eric Cantona autograph, so I like that. Yeah. We That's all like that. We all like that. Um speaking of Tops Chrome, Bundesliga Stadium Cup Chrome, we've seen some pictures from that. And uh, now the Jude is so good. So. The Jude is so good. And um, we saw who do we see on last week's postcards? Comrade Limer in a in a go card. That was very good. Um there's a great Anthony Modest when he scored that goal last minute goal and he took his manager's uh, kind of cap and was running around with it. Um, so there's, that's, a, that's a good set for like, I put up an Instagram story asking people what they thought about Bundesliga Stadium Club Chrome because it came out at 140 euros and I think yeah. 120 pounds um, and if I could just have a look at the responses that are very mixed extremely mixed response okay. um, to whether or not people wanted uh, and it's the first ever stadium club for the Bundesliga for the Bundesliga yeah so I've had good price product looked amazing okay right? Then we have people saying pass. Uh, somebody says 2022 wax on all base cards are a no-go. Okay. Someone just counting themselves out. Somebody says, hmm, nah. <laughs> uh, somebody says crap checklist all around. Don't see how it doesn't drop big in price. Trash. Good price and lots of nice numbered per box. Then somebody says, I'm personally only buying CL Sapphire and, and World Cup Prism this year from a wax perspective. Someone else says definitely one for the collectors. So it seems like if you focus on the financial part of Bundesliga Stadium Club Chrome, avoid it. You avoid it if you just want to enjoy it and you know live a happy life. Um, <laughs> although I know that's not a popular view in the hobby, um, you can you can open it and have fun, and there's lots of lots of color in there. And uh, I think we'll definitely open a box. Yes, open for a box sure. Of that. But yeah, no, I guess I still think it was a bit expensive. But also, how do you price a Chrome set? It's maybe you yeah. have to have it around that it wasn't crazy expensive but you know no and it's it's uh, look it's chromium stock <laughs> this stuff doesn't grow on trees oh, yeah. um the other product i wanted to talk about was uh so panini released mosaic premier league um, and <laughs> which we talked about last week and uh then they're releasing mosaic for la liga as well and then we have mosaic syrian i was looking through some of the checklists and i was by far the most impressed by Panini Mosaic Serie A. It's not out yet. It'll come out, you know, in the next little while. Um, but it's really impressive. And I think the reason I was impressed with it before I go into the checklist is that for Serie A, I had no expectations mm. for a checklist. I had no expectations. Of, I'm not looking for rookies. I'm not looking for, like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, what, what have you got? You know, I, I have kind of like legends in my head that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like current players and young players, I'm not really too pushed either way. So um I'll just read you some of the some of the autographs that we have in this uh set because it's really quite interesting, especially you as a recently crowned uh, AC Milan fan. Um, no, champion, sir. Not a recently crowned fan. Sorry, recently crowned champion. A fan Never, of a champions on fan. You are a recently No. A, you're a fan of the recently crowned AC Milan. No, champions. They've always been AC Milan. How no, but they've been drinking? crowned. They've been crowned. Champions. 
I see the castle in the background, but you're talking show. Do you are a fan? And they've recently been crowned champions of Italy. Yeah, but you just said they were crowned AC Milan. Okay, I left a bit out. That's fine. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, So, if you're a fan of AC Milan, <laughs> which I think has been established at this point, um, there are autographs from uh, Alessandro Nesta. Former uh, Frosinone manager. Certainly. Andrea Pirlo. That's what he's known for, sorry. Uh, Andrea Pirlo, yeah. Shevchenko. Carlo Ancelotti. Come on. Franco Baresi. Um, Olivier Giroud, a more, more recent addition to the canon, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you have, for you for Juventus, you have the likes of Gianluca Vialli. Um, for Fiorentina, you have uh, Batistuta. Is Ronaldo is... in there for Juventus? I think I've seen artwork with Cristiano. I think he is. He's... Oh, hang on. He's not in the... He's not in the autograph set checklist. He's in the script set checklist. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, hey, but he is there. Yeah, he is. Um, there's also Ciro Mobile for Lazio, uh, Diego Maradona for Napoli, Cavani for Napoli as well, Kaká for Milan, ba- Van Basten, Maldini, Rude Hullet, Sandro Tonali, Thiago Silva, Pierre Calulu. This is an AC Milan dream yeah. set. Might you have to hop into some breaks. I would definitely hop into some breaks if I were you because like pretty much if you hit any Milan auto it's good shit it's good stuff yeah so um, that's very very interesting I would I would recommend that to any uh, Milan fans also I read an interesting uh, stat there that was the fastest growing clubs in Europe I think uh, at the moment and let me see if I can just find it here because uh, mm, 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 mm. Milan was at the top of the list or near the top of the list. People hunting for glory. That's what they're recently crowned fans. So they are fastest growing football clubs 2020 through 2022. <laughs> I'm having a bit of a nightmare today. <laughs> um, it's can I say I'm expecting this background if it disappeared, you're in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just at some point a hand is going to come in from here and from this side and just place a big tumbler of beer down in front of me. Um, so we have AC Milan is the fastest growing one uh, this year. Uh, then Leeds United, obviously back in the Premier League uh, for the second season, surviving. Jesse Marsh, maybe is a factor there. Um, you have Atalanta. Their, their, their recent stays in the Champions League is obviously driving that. Uh, Brighton. Brighton Hove Albion. Okay. Roma. Roma, would you say that's the Mourinho effect? I would. Mourinho and obviously the Roma admin on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Wolves, uh, Marseille, Real Betis, Napoli and Liverpool. Okay. It's interesting. Nice. like. Nice to be top of that list. Yeah. So that's... that's. Uh, we welcome all the... All the I'd, have to go, I'd have to go not up there with their brand of football, no? Uh, no. Probably already had... Probably already, topped it, probably already topped out. Too many fans. It's only downhill from here, really. Um, I think a lot of the Atletico uh, fans, you know, fans, probably dipped out earlier this Ooh. season when they realised the title defence wasn't happening. They were like, oh, fuck, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and they're right, it doesn't matter, but that's no reason to That's no reason to go. Um, to give up. So that's all I had on Hobby HQ, except for one thing, which was a very interesting thing that I saw on Instagram. 
um, which I put on our story because the person that posted it was looking for some answers and I wanted to know that anyone have any. Um, which is tickets and slabs on Instagram. Yep. Very clean uh, Instagram handle, might I say. Uh, tickets and slabs posted a one-of-one one, uh, 2017 Leaf Metal uh, Messi auto. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can see it there. Oh, there's some stuff going on with the background. <laughs> I, I can pull it up. I have Instagram here. I can pull it up. You have Instagram. Um, but it's a PSA night. It's an absolutely beautiful card. Yeah, I see it. And the interesting thing is, hmm. I'll read this from, from the from the post now. because They have the Qatar Airways thing on it. And the Barca Crest. Yeah. So he uh, says, Leaf trading cards perhaps get flat because they aren't Hops or Panini. But what intrigued me about this card in particular was that unlike most Leaf cards, the F, uh, FC Barcelona licensing seemed to be preserved in full. I'm not sure what it is. for something that Leaf did simply with their earlier cards until being hit with cease and desist action. It looks really they, good. It looks so good. So, but, so, this person that bought it, Tickets and Slabs, doesn't know why it's licensed. As soon as I saw it, I was so confused as to why it's licensed, to how it's licensed. Hmm. So, I just wondered if one of our, uh, one of our brainiacs out there, one of our whiz kid uh, listeners, uh, would be able to, to shed some light on that for us. 2017 Leaf Metal Leo Messi fully licensed Barca kit. Can anyone tell us how that's happened? And do you, here's one, it's probably not PSA's job, but do you think PSA could flag something like that? You know, could they be like, oh, that's unlicensed? Or no? No. No, I don't think they could. It's a very nice card. It's not for them to say. No, I get it. Hmm. It's a really interesting one, I thought. You know, it is, because it looks great. Yeah, so hopefully people can... Um can go and have a look at that uh, and text in or not text in but you know message us about it's a it good, a good auto too good auto really nice card but it's like just so it's such a curiosity no, I get um, you. so people can message in about that 2017 Leaf Metal Leo Messi card and why it's licensed and we can talk about it on Thursday's show and we can get an answer for tickets and slabs I love that yep and it's also, it's of course, on Tickets and Slabs Instagram for anyone that wants to go and have a look. And I recommend following that account as well. It's good. Uh, so, Enzo, do you want to move on to your football week or what shall we do? Yeah, I think so. What else okay. would we do? What else would we do? That's all we do here. We talk yeah, about the hobby. On. Talk about football. A bit about us every now and then. A bit about us, yeah. Just to explain any, any kind of thing that might be going on in the background. Um, so, we have to start with... Uh, the Champions League final. The Champions! <laughs> Saturday night um, in Paris, supposed to be in St. Petersburg, but ripped, uh, ripped, I think unfairly. I think it was unfair. Oh, Jesus. To snip at this. No, snip at this. What's happening to Russia? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't snip at that, by the way, anyone. So, uh, Paris, Stade de France, Champions League final, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Carlo Ancelotti, Jurgen Klopp, Former Merseyside rivals, <laughs> uh, Everton legend Carlo Ancelotti taking on uh, Liverpool, and it's a one nil uh, win for Real Madrid on the night. It didn't go to penos. Yeah, um, there was a goal from Vinicius Junior uh, to win it. Uh, he has been had had been on the receiving end prior to this season of an awful lot of criticism uh, from some parts of the media. Yeah. I won't say which parts, but some parts of the, especially the sports card media, went went in very heavy on Vinny Junior, uh, you know, previously. But he's he's redeemed himself this season. 
Um, and Liverpool kind of just didn't capitalise on their chance in the first half and sleepwalked into a into a defeat. What did you think of this match, Enzo? It was a good game. Top quality game, I thought. Um, Courtois was incredible. Mm. Um, Vinny Jr. has been reborn since Ancelotti came in. He was like, I'll show you how to play. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, the pre-game scandals going on with the fans was fucked up. Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh <laughs> It's not our place to talk about that. <laughs> no, we can talk about that in a second. I actually have lots of stuff on that. Yeah, um, but just uh, in terms of the the match, I don't know what I thought. I, I Looking at it, it was kind of confusing. And a lot of people were, were saying um, that like Real Madrid were sitting deep and all that stuff. And the commentators kept talking about how deep Real Madrid were sitting. But then afterwards, um, about the stats, like I think Real Madrid and Liverpool, they had like equal possession more or less, maybe like 1% or 2% of the difference. And if you notice, like one of the key parts of the plan was that uh, Cruz and Modric kept like dropping, kind of behind almost uh, when they were in possession, like almost behind the back four at times. Like Modric was doing like these big circular runs, mm-hmm. and so it looked like Real Madrid were pinned back, except they also had the ball, so like they had lots of possession, but they just weren't up close to the to the Liverpool uh, goal, and they kept you know putting it into the channel. Uh, for for Vinny to run at, um, I thought Fede Valverde in that right wing slash right midfield role, kind of sometimes playing as a right uh, midfielder, sometimes playing as a right winger, uh, sometimes playing as a double right back. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, no, I think Eder Militao as well had a great game. Yeah, David Just, Alaba had a great game. Yeah, Danny Carvajal, by the way, who's been in and out with injuries. Danny Carvajal, by the way, uh, for so for so long he's been in and out with injuries and and. This season, it was kind of looking... A lot of people in Spain were talking about they need a new right-back. Carvajal is injury-prone, and when he plays, he's not up to speed. But he looked every bit the kind of monstrous fullback that he's looked at his best um, mm. over the last few years. And I thought he was just excellent and absolutely made a fool of a couple of Liverpool players a couple of different times. People were talking about the battle between uh, Vinny Jr. and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, and it was funny, I thought, that uh, Trent was completely caught out yeah. Uh, on the on the goal, like completely hadn't a fucking breeze where Vinny Junior was, um, and it's funny because ultimately, you know, if you're having a, a battle on the wing, and one of you is a winger and one of you is a right back, it kind of you know, it, it, one of you is still a right back. Yeah. You know, Trent, I felt almost got like overwhelmed by like oh, I have to go, I always go for happy Trent Alexander Arnold, you know, but it's like well, yeah, but he's a winger. So yeah, just don't concede. Don't concede, him. maybe. Um, you know, it's like it's a battle between you, but also you're a right back, he's a winger, so you have to be aware of that. Yeah. And um It's like he has to score, you don't. Exact that's exactly it. Yeah. I think Trent almost thought I'm you know I'm Vinny Jr. I'm Vinny Jr. I want to be Vinny Jr. Um so yeah. Let me just think about one other thing I was going to say in my notes here. Um, Camavinga coming on again. Yeah, Camavinga coming for, Mo- for Modric, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Um, he was very good. Uh, he had a, he skied a shot there uh, towards the end. Um, and the midfield of, of Kroos, Modric and Casemiro still at it. We talked about Tony Kroos uh, last week on the show. Yeah. About how he doesn't seem to be any good. And actually, after we talked about that, I saw... Maybe before we talked about, it, I saw on like the who scored uh, ratings, he was like the third lowest scoring uh, Champions League midfielder in this year's Champions League. He's scoring like an average of six point five or something out of uh, out of ten on who scores algorithm. 
and we kind of talked about on the show last week, he has kind of an intangible quality to him that you just can't, like, doesn't really, you can't really quantify. Yeah, yeah. He's just top quality. Yeah, he's just top quality, just good. He's a real, like, old-fashioned player in that way where it's like, and I thought Real Madrid and, and Carlo Ancelotti's, like, style as well, some people were writing about this after the game, but, like, it almost ignored the last kind of 20 years of, of football. You know, like, it it was just super, just, like, super practical. You know, it wasn't, like, <laughs> it, it wasn't a, a high-pressing game. It wasn't the passing triangles all the way up the pitch kind of game. It was just, don't concede. The goalkeeper have a good game. Lash it up to the quick fellow, you know, in the front. Let and if you can get it. Yeah, let him cross it. If you can get forward, get forward. If you have to get back, get back. It was real, like, you know, and casual. Liverpool, real casual. And Liverpool, like, were playing all these patterns where it was like, you need to pass it forward. Stop yeah. passing it back. Not good. You know, not good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I thought, having, having seen the League Cup final and the FA Cup final that Liverpool played in, where they went, to, they were quite happy to go to penalties both times. I don't think I don't think you can just do that in two finals and then go into your third final of the season and just suddenly turn it on. I don't see how you do that. Yeah, but in fairness, like the keeper had a great game, but they didn't create too many clear cut chances. Um I thought the open top bus parade the next day was nuts. Yeah, I thought that was so weird. <laughs> I thought that was so weird. That was very strange. They were like going like we're champions and everything. It's like yeah, but of stuff that you didn't. But you just lost the final last night. No, weird. Strange. I didn't like that at all. And Klopp, by the way, when he loses, is such a whingy little man. Yeah. You know, just lose. I mean, everyone talks about oh he's brilliant and all. He's brilliant when he's winning. That's true. It's easy to be everybody's friend when you're winning. But to have a bit of dignity and just... Like, if Carlo Angelotti had lost that final, he wouldn't be coming out and going, that's not football. That's not football. Da, 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 da. Book the hotel. Istanbul next year. Da, 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 da. That's going to that's gonna be memed to fuck know? when they get knocked out next year in the yeah. round of 16. No, I don't... I don't like it. No. Mo Salah. Invisible. Sadio Mane ain't leaving. Yeah, Sadio Mane on his way to Bayern Munich, looks like. Um, So, big changes. Big changes coming to Liverpool. Madness. But book the hotel next year because it's, <laughs> it's Istanbul. Um, let me see what else I have. Uh, that's UCL number, well, European Cup number 14 for Real Madrid. Um, it's number five for Kroos, Modric, Casemiro and Gareth Bale. And Benzema. And Benzema. Um, and probably more. Yeah, maybe Danny Carvajal. Marcelo. Marcelo, yeah. Um, Carlo Ancelotti has now won the most European Cups of any manager in history, four as a manager, two mm-hmm. with uh, Milan and two with Real Madrid, as far as I know. I think one with Milan, one with Bayern, two with Real Madrid. Am I often saying that? Uh, I don't think he won it with Bayern. Milan, 2007. And then did he not win one before that, or did he win it as a player with Milan? Yeah, but where did he win his four? I don't know. I, I. It's definitely two with Real Madrid. And then. But the those, um, what do we call it? The, the immaculate cards that we saw the last time we talked about Carlo Ancelotti when he made the the only manager to have won all five domestic leagues. 
some of those Real Madrid immaculate cards surely got snapped up in the aftermath of the uh, of the final. Um, no, two Champions Leagues with Milan as a manager, two thousand and three and two thousand seven. Okay, damn, two thousand three, and then two with uh, with Real Madrid. Um, fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I I, I just thought I w- I was obviously being an Atletico fan. You know, it would be assumed that I would want Real Madrid to to lose to lose. But really, to me, it makes no odds whether they have thirteen or fourteen European clubs. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I, them, you know, I was like, in. I was in that boat as well. I didn't want Liverpool to match our European cups. Yeah, that for the second most, I'll take that. You know, for now. And I, to be honest, I just couldn't. Going back to the thing about Klopp and the victory parade and everything, I couldn't. I, I wasn't prepared to listen to it. Like you know. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, because the thing is, like, if you, I know a number of Real Madrid fans, right, mm-hmm. and they're weirdly. They're weirdly arrogant and also grand when they win things because the expectation that they have is that they're going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on one hand, they're arrogant because they just go like, yeah, yeah, we won. Yeah, we're best team in the world. Yeah, best club in history. Yeah. But on the other hand, they don't make a big deal of it. Yeah. They go, yeah, that you, oh, the Champions League, European Cup, that's our trophy. Yeah, we win that all the time. Yeah, no problem. You know, that's normal. Liverpool, yeah, that's normal. That's exactly what they would say. It's normal, you know? <laughs> but uh, Liverpool like, oh, oh my God. Look at the parade they had. They didn't even win. Yeah. Um. So, let's talk about then a couple of things before the match. Uh, there was absolute scenes outside the outside the uh, terrible scenes outside the yeah. Stade de France. Um, as the French police and the the whole stewarding operation completely broke down. Uh, there was fans waiting outside who had tickets. There was there was crushes going on. There was people trapped between turnstiles and gates and all that stuff. There was reports of uh, local uh, youths hopping fences uh, trying to get in the stadium. There was Apparently, there was fans turning up without tickets trying to get in. and There was horrible mismanagement and latest excessive force from the French police. Uh, there was just mass confusion. Uh, UEFA put up a, a, a thing before the game to say, Due to the late arrival of some fans were delaying the kickoff, that obviously was met with ire um, by almost yep. everyone. Um, and I actually I made a little a little note here because there was a lot of people arguing over about what had happened, you know. And obviously, like fans were mistreated. It was kind of ugly, um, and it was very like old school in terms of like English fans going to the continent and whatever the local police force is kicks the shit out of him kind of thing. It was very much mm. like that, you know? Um, and I just kind of wanted to say, I thought this was like a, a, a mix of a few different things. One was like over the last 12 months, we saw it last night or the night before with Saint-Etienne getting relegated and their players were chased down the tunnel by explosives Crazy. and flares. And the French police and French football have been dealing with kind of this stuff a lot this year. And we also saw it with the... the uh, the Euros final, Wembley, remember last uh, summer when there was all that carnage going on? Um, yeah, yeah. People running the stadium. So over the last 12 months since football has come back, we've seen like an unusual level compared to pre-pandemic of hooliganism, of just pitch invasions, flares, mad stuff going on at the stands. Like that is definitely in the air. And there was a lot of people saying like, well, it wasn't the fans' fault. And I, I agree, it wasn't the fans' fault. But to put your fingers in your ears and say... No, no, football fans are as orderly and as innocent as they've ever been. That's clearly not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
people have cl- like very clearly lost a run of themselves this year. Fair. What is that? Is that, just, is that just people going back to matches and just losing it, or is it cocaine, or what is it? Well, maybe two years of lockdown made a few people snap. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just people just like just can't function normally anymore. Maybe, maybe. But French football's been rampant this year. Yeah, it has. Um, but even we saw what was it in the in the championship playoff semi final or something like uh, Billy Sharp got a dig off a Nottingham Forest fan after they beat. Uh, yeah, and what Patrick Vieira got a kick off someone or kick yeah, someone. that's right, an Everton fan, and like all this stuff's been going on. So I think probably that the policing operation now from from that was like, you know, where they were they were almost like too tense. They were like ready to like they were expecting the fans to kick off, so they were on edge. So then when the fans, yeah. when even a little bit of chaos unfolded. They were like, see, I knew it. And they just started pepper spraying people. <laughs> and there was, there was French hooligans running around as well. Taking yeah, so that was that was interesting. I, I was watching um, on the TV here, like a news, just randomly, it was a news article or a news report on TV where they were interviewing a local like community advocate or local councillor in Saint-Denis where uh, the Stade de France is. And he was saying, this is a... This is like the poorest uh, suburb in France, the whole of mm. France. And um, this is full of a lot of people who are undereducated, underpaid. Uh, and the Stade France here is constantly hosting major events um, and having kind of vast displays of national pride and international uh, kind of glamour. And these people are just told, stay over that side of the bridge. Don't come near these people user like filthy like you know nothing and we will beat you if you come near here there's never been any you're saying like it's never a case of there's a you know 50 tickets there for like local youth groups or anything like that so i think that could be a factor as to why like the youths kicked off because they now obviously just devilment but like it just felt like that was that I, it was only because i'd seen that that report before that I was like, oh, that kind of does make sense. If you just had all these people coming constantly to run events in your backyard, yeah. and, and you can't, you can never get inside that stadium. You know, you might just be like, let's take advantage of this and cause some trouble. Yeah, maybe. Because why not? It's like, fuck us, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> run your event now. Um, Fair. And then well, also, yeah. Pe- people saying it was like such a last minute change, but there was like six to eight weeks is enough time to. It was, yeah, they had three months' notice. Like, because they said, um, the sports minister in France said, well, you know, usually we have 18 months' notice for an event like this. It's like, yeah, but you've run events like this before into Stade de France. It's not like it's a brand new stadium in a brand new location. Oh, what are we going to do? We had to come up with a whole new plan in three months. Or just use one of the plans from one of the other million. Are they not saved? Do you not have a good filing system? Oh, no, we burn all our plans after we do any matches. We come up with just new ones all the time. Um, and then also I saw a lot of people talking about how apparently in France over the last like five years under President Macron there's been like a real problem with police brutality like in the remember the yellow jacket protests and all that stuff yeah yeah apparently like the police under Macron have just been kicking the shit out of people constantly um, and so much so they had to like set up a like a commission to investigate police violence so the French police are <laughs> lost their one of themselves <laughs> so you've got like the French police that are like overly hyped up and like violent at the moment you've got football fans who are overly hyped up 
and it, and violent at the moment. Then you have UEFA, who couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery, you know, and they're like in the middle trying to mediate between these. No wonder it was chaos. Yeah, not good. Not good. Terrible. But here's one on a lighter note. Finally, we were able to get all of the ugliness out of the way, get all the people into the stadium and all that stuff. Everyone was safe. Everyone was happy. And it was time to settle down for the main event to watch Camila Cabello um, sing some songs uh, to what she felt was a very unappreciative audience. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It's hard. Oh, my God. Thoughts on this? Should we have an opening show for the Champions League final? I mean, we can do. I don't think it's terrible to have it, but I think except that everyone else is going to be doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So funny. So funny. Did you see the, the tweet that she deleted? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... I was like, oh. No. No. No, God. Too much. Too much. Too much. Um... Just, I would just love, you know, get, you know, God give me the confidence of a Camilla Cabello tweet. <laughs> just That's once fair. in my life, I'd like to be so self-assured and so convinced like, of my own. It's a bit rude there. Excuse me. Why is all singing having just gotten, you know, been beaten up by the French police? <laughs> you know, why is all like talking about all this? I don't know. I put effort into this. I put me and my team. Get out of it. Get out of it. Right, you can, you can imagine, like, the, it would have been actually funny to take that tweet and then do the Roy Keane, you know the Roy Keane thing where he's, like, sitting there like this? And he goes like, really? Really? That'd be, like, that's what I imagined. <laughs> um, did you have anything else on the Champions League final? I don't, I don't, so there's no, there's no problem. No, no, I'm just, I don't think so. It was fairly, it's kind of how I expected it to go. Yeah. Thibaut Courtois, I've given it all this at the end. Oh my God, Thibaut, take two minutes to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Relax. Because he was also talking about like, he was also talking about like, in England, they all disrespect me. And I don't think we, I mean, I, I read the English media. I don't think anyone really talks about you at all. No. Players are in their own little bubbles, you know. Yeah. They're, like, and he was talking about Twitter and everything. It's like, don't search yourself on Twitter. Relax. Relax. There's a funny uh, uh, Mad Men uh, meme like from a scene in Mad Men where Don Draper's in a lift with somebody and the guy says I hate you and Don Draper turns to him and goes that's funny I don't think about you at all and <laughs> just imagine like Thibaut Courtois and like the uh, football editor for the Daily Mirror or something you know uh, I, don't, I don't think about you at all Um, he was very good but you know uh, yeah. it's his job isn't it <laughs> The, so the, the opportunities yeah. were not clear, clear cut the way people are acting like it was. No, no, no. That big Salah chance that they kept replaying and replaying was on, like, was at the wrong angle. Yeah, it would have been weird if he didn't save it. You know, it was very strange. Very strange. Um. So, the other European final this week was actually last Wednesday when uh, Jose Mourinho's Roma defeated Feyenoord in the inaugural Europa Conference League. Um, we had Tammy Abraham, Nicolo Zaniolo, uh, all those guys, all those Roma players. Uh, I could think the of lads. maybe one more. I don't know. Can I? Probably not. Um, Listen. You had uh, on the final side, you had your man Sinistera, who is yeah. linked to a lot of big clubs. Um, and then 
Jose came back to Rome and they they had a victory parade oh, that yeah. was quite something. They they basically put everyone on hold and said Conference League is worth winning. Yeah, exactly. And they um, were going around. Jose was singing. Uh, driving the bus. Was he driving the bus? Yeah, there was one point where he was driving the bus and people said fair play to him for physically parking the bus. <laughs> I like that very much. He was having a great time. Um, and they were singing Lazio fans, Lazio fans, shut your windows, shut your windows, um, <laughs> which was good as well. I I have had a great time with the Europa Conference League uh, this season. Yeah, no, it's great. It's just good because like, it's always the same teams in the Champions League. Um, mm. And the Europa League is, is very fun as well, but the Europa Conference League is yeah, like... Well different level of just debauchery debauchery yeah like it's like when you watch the Europa Conference League game you feel like I'm really doing it you know (laughs) (laughs) like I was watching uh, in the semi-finals or the quarter-finals PSV versus Leicester and it's like these two teams would never play each other in a European quarter-final this is Mm. just good fun like you know yeah Um, and I also think it's so good for cards yeah of course like that's just it's just un like we didn't have a way to capture a lot of these teams and a lot of these players, and now we do. So just from a card point of view, I'd like to thank you, UEFA, who I've always said are a great organisation. Oh, for, for making them play so many games. God, God yeah, bless them. really just stretch those players, just shorten their careers as much as you can. As much as you can. And get us as many rookies as possible. We can't have these players playing until they're 34, 35. All this uh, Luka Modric business. I need fresh players in there that I can sell the rookie cards off. <laughs> Oh my um, God. So that was that. And then let me see what else is on the agenda here. Um, yes. After more than 20 years in the wilderness of the Football League, Nottingham Forest have been promoted alongside Bournemouth and Fulham uh, to the Premier League. And I would say of those three teams, uh, Nottingham Forest is the most exciting uh, for the league because they are the biggest club of, of those three and um, by yeah. quite some margins. They won two consecutive European Cups under Brian Clough, 1979-1980. Um, two stars on their crest. More than can be said for the vast majority of clubs. Uh, clubs. Um, they're, they're, they're a huge team. Um, do you know they're owned by, I was doing my research before this, I didn't notice. I knew they had an American CEO um, and I knew they had uh, Ethan Horvat, the, the American goalkeeper, is their second choice goalkeeper. So I assume they were owned by Americans because I knew they were bought recently. Yeah. But they're actually owned by a man called Evangelos Maranakis, who is Greek. a Greek shipping magnate who also owns Olympiakos. Madness. So mad. isn't that maybe he just bought Nottingham Forest because he was like red and white? Mm. Red and white. They look like you know. No, come on. Maybe One he second. thought they were a sleeping giant. I'll just while you're doing that, I'll just tell the. Uh, the listener that I believe they were bought for maybe seventy million dollars in two thousand seventeen, and having secured um, Premier League promotion, I think they're going to get like a hundred and thirty million dollars next season. Crazy! And there was some contentious penalty decisions in that game as well. John Moss in his last ever game was there no VAR. There was, was VAR. All right, I'll say no more. There was VAR, but they chose so to. We've lost Moss and we've lost Dean this year, and I think we've lost uh, Martin Atkinson as well. Nah. Times are changing. It's not the game it used to be. Certainly not. Um, but Nottingham Forest are an interesting uh, club at the moment. They're 
they got taken over by Steve Cooper, the manager who lost the playoff final with Swansea uh, last year. He was appointed, I think, in the winter. And when he was appointed, they were bottom of the league. Yeah, that's mad. I mean, that's, that's crazy. It also shows how crazy the championship is. That's true. That you can be bottom of the league at, at Christmas and, and, you know, get promoted. In the Premier League. Um, they have uh, James Garner, who was kind of the man of the match, I, I thought, uh, in the playoff final, James Garner on loan from Man United midfielder, yeah. very tenacious uh, young player. They have uh, fullback Jed Spence and uh, winger Brennan Johnson, both of whom are being tipped. With, were, we're tipped with moves to big clubs before the promotion, so we don't know mm, if bigger clubs. Not, I should say because um, although how many bigger clubs in England realistically are there? Not many. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? Like when you get like a club like Donington Forest. It's like the rest of the league is happy. To, kind of like when Leeds went up because it's like a yeah. one, you know, it's like a... Huge team. Huge team. So it's like good for the stature of the league. And I and I would imagine that if we look at that list of fastest growing football clubs, when we look at that next year, Forest, it will be up there for sure. Yeah. Especially uh, if they stay up. Especially if they stay up. Yeah. Because no one wants... You don't want to commit too early. You don't want to change your Twitter profile picture in the first season. No, no, no. Unless they're playing electric football like Wolves did when they came up. True. Or, yeah, exactly. Or like probably Bielsa playing that Leeds. kind of football with Leeds. Contributed a lot to that growth. Um, Brennan Johnson has Leaf autographs, XRC rookie autos, but he will be, of course, in all the Panini yeah, yeah. products as a rookie next season. So no need to rush out and buy your, uh, your Leaf. Your Leaf autos, unless you think. There's something there. There's something there. But like. It's one of those things, it'd be different if, let's say, they didn't get promoted and then Brennan Johnson moved to Wolves, for instance, and then he had, you know, you might say, oh, the Nottingham Forest autograph is cool, but he's playing for Nottingham Forest next season as well, so, like, mm. no one's even going to know. Oh, I get you. Um, so, Real Madrid, champions of Europe. Roma, uh, champions of Europe in the third tier. Uh, AC Milan, champions of Italy. Uh, champions of Italy. Uh Newly crowned champions of Italy. Uh, Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League. Big week. Big, huge week. And tonight is the uh, African Champions League final. Damn. So um, I might watch that if it's on Czech TV. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your time in in Prague, Jason. Thank you. We're back on Thursday for Postcards United. I love that. So we'll see everybody then. And... uh, SockcarsUnited.com, check that out. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, we are on YouTube now. Maybe I should have said that at the start of the podcast. But if you want to go over and just subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can still keep listening on audio. You don't have to look at our faces, but it would just help if everyone just went and subscribed to the YouTube channel. Thanks, guys. Thank you in advance, everyone. And uh, good to see you, Enzo. See you, Jason.